cool. You can start now. Coming to you live from a very shanty north side apartment, <laughs> it is the Sons of Hanukkah podcast with your hosts, Drunk Shy Sox fan and Hot Take Tommy. On this episode of the Sons of Hanukkah podcast, we're going to be talking to you guys a lot about back check, back check, because we're back in it. Uh, we're going to talk to you guys about what we did at Sox Fest and how much fun we had. And we'll do a little Minoso minute because we haven't done one of those in a while. Uh, last but not least, we're going to talk about our strengths and weaknesses as a ball club. All of this brought to you by DBC Brand. What did we talk about again? A lot of shit. We had a lot to cover today, Tom. All right. Well, let me get the notes. So, first off. Back check, fact back check. Back check, fact check. Because we're going to start off basically every episode this way. This we season. probably should. It's probably going to be necessary. Okay, so Homer Bailey was the goat at the end of s- <laughs> no, <laughs> the he season was not. last year. So, Mr. <laughs> Apparently, you were trying to get me to believe that Homer Bailey had some incredible second half of the season. Oh, he did. Uh, four two five ERA. Uh, not great, especially since he was four. Don't call it a comeback. Four fifty seven for the season. I wouldn't call it a comeback. <laughs> um, now. Bigger one, though, Yeah, Tom. more importantly. You were talking about Danny Farquhar mm-hmm. and trying to make a connection with James, James McCann. McCann. Yeah. However, Danny Farquhar and the whole James McCann ordeal, there's no connection there. Because Danny Farquhar was pitching for the White Sox in 17 and 18. James McCann's first year with the White Sox was? 2019. But you didn't factor in that they were best friends for 30 years beforehand and Tommy they knows text each everything other about James on the weekend and their best oh, buds. So moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no way they could have been talking to one another about Houston Astros sign no, stealing. not at all. Which honestly is even more of a credit to James McCann than we were originally trying to give him. Let's talk about Sox Fest, Tom. <laughs> so... On a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a time did you have on Friday? Yo, Friday was pretty lit. I was lost as hell coming in. I went into the wrong building to begin with. Yeah, you were on the east side, right? Well, there was there's like a, three buildings, right? So there's the west side building, the middle building, and the east side building. Like, that goes over on the lakefront, basically. Right. So I went into the middle building. Nobody was there. Completely so I, empty. So I said to myself, I know what I'll do. I bet you they're over across Lakeshore Drive. So I went – there's like a bridge that crosses Lakeshore Drive into another convention center. Went over that bridge. um, All the lights were off. Wrong. Literally terrifying. (laughs) Massive convention space with nobody in it. Eventually, I actually had to ask a janitor, and he guided me, the lost soul that I was. I am so proud of you. All the way over to Sox Fest. He was like, and he he walked me like all the way across McCormick Place. He's like, you're gonna get lost, so I'm gonna take you. I remember thinking to myself, "Wow, this is so terribly laid out of like the signs and trying to find it the first night. Second day was no problem. Yeah, once you knew where you were, right? But it honestly, I blame um, I blame Chicago Tribune. The <laughs> the address they gave me on their like there's like this you saw it. It was like a newspaper. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah, that they dri- they dropped in an address for us, and I was like, perfect. I'm gonna just copy paste that into uh, my Apple Maps. Tried to take me to 
freaking Laporte, Indiana. I was, <laughs> you were almost ha- chilling with uh, NWI Steve. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was a mess. It was a mess. But once we got there, it was good times from the jump. You know, I went up, got a what is it the Blondale that they're doing the socks yes, summer the, ale or whatever the, the sock socks whatever I don't even remember what they're calling it but the white socks goose island the brew beer that I drank it's good <laughs> it is I no spoilers here but solid beer the beer is good uh and got one of those in my buddy and then went right away into just chit chatting with all the random folks that I hadn't never met before. Uh, mm-hmm. on, it was literally my first time ever interacting with anybody from Twitter in person. Right. And people... No disappointments. Yeah, no. Everybody was chill as hell. Um, we got to see Tim Anderson closer than I've ever seen him before. I got to see Eloy, Jose... Jose. Jose. Moncada doing some, some great dance moves. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, and... Evan Marshall, we got Evan Marshall's oh. signature on a koozie, <laughs> on a 108 koozie. Now, oh, this is no. one of my favorite stories of Socks with Tom, <laughs> and you should definitely tell it. So, Evan Marshall's hilarious, and there there was, like, he had been signing for autographs for a while at this point. Or right, it like, was toward the end of his session. Yeah, and he, so he didn't have a line anymore, and we were like, holy shit, like, Evan Marshall doesn't have any line at all, it's just, like, like it would Hop take right us two seconds exactly. to say hi to him. Like let's just do it. And so we jumped in line, walked up, um, came and like said, "Hey, what's going on?" Shook his hand. He's super nice. I look at the side of his head and I realize he's got this massive scar. And I'm like, "Okay, there's nobody in line <laughs> behind me. There's no reason not to ask him about it. Like let's just see what he says." I was like, "Hey, dude, like, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how'd you get the scar?" And he's like. Yeah, man, it's no big deal. I just in a bar fight, and I was like, "What? <laughs> what?" But later we realized after. I, well, the whole time I believed him. I was like, "You, right. wow, you just got like so many cool points in my book. Like, holy shit, that's probably a crazy story." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, just post for the photo." Yeah, and, he, uh, well, we were along. like, "Yo, <laughs> yo, can you? You have to tell us that story at some point." He's like, "It might be a story for later." And he's like, "Yeah, man, yeah." Yeah, and then we hop off the stage. We go over. We're starting talking to uh, White, Sox White Sox Dave. Dave yeah, and he's and I'm like, "Oh shit! Like, did, did you know that Evan Marshall's like scar was from this crazy bar fight?" And he's like, "You what? know the real story, right?" <laughs> Like he dead ass said to me, like you know the real story, right? I was I'm like, so fucking Wait, dead. What do you mean the real story? And I completely forgot that he had a comebacker straight to the head that he had to have fucking like brain surgery for, essentially. Right. And that's what the scar was from. But yeah. <laughs> meanwhile, he's fucking wild, like messing with me. No, he's, he's kudos to Evan Marshall for fucking yeah, with Tommy to on that one. <laughs> Boy, did I deserve it. And speaking of fucking with people. Yes. It was a great conversation that I think we had with White Sox Dave because you went into that conversation. First off, I wanted a picture with him. Yeah. Obviously. No. Um, But (laughs) I was like, yo, Tom, take this picture, even though you don't like him. And then somebody overheard us. Like, wait, what? And they're like, yo, (laughs) you know this guy doesn't like you, Dave? (laughs) And that struck up like a 10 minute conversation between White Sox Dave and Tommy here about the bar stool brand which yeah 
you know, we we've come out and we've we've said our piece on it. But at the same time, you have to understand and. I think Tommy, you kind of came to this understanding, mm-hmm. whether you know whether we agree with it or not, and we've already expressed ourselves on that. Like, there, it's they it's got for followers. Show. It's it, it 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 brings people in. They get clicks, right? It's yeah. about the clicks, man. It's about that exposure. But what I was surprised with with Dave was he was, I didn't expect him to like have the time of day for anybody right you know or be down to earth and that's what i really appreciated too because the first time i met him was at uh copec day yeah and they did a pre-podcast at the bar yeah i said hi to him quick and you know he signaled too because i was like yo davy metrics and he was like (laughs) yeah um but when i met him at the game too he was very like like brash very quick but i think it was because like he was literally being bugged that entire day I'm by sure people he was. yeah um so he was very down to earth he was willing to have conversations with us yeah he i mean he had chill, a 10 so minute conversation that. with me like eye contact the whole time wasn't exactly. trying to like brush me off he was like he was the one driving the conversation i Absolutely. was just like listening for the most part and yeah i mean he just wanted to talk to me about like hey why don't you like bar school like let me let me talk to you for a minute for sure there's i like i don't know if he was getting insight from me or like from people who he doesn't hear from a lot or if he was like trying to sell me either yeah. way still don't follow him but, like, <laughs> uh, but he's he proved me wrong in terms of who i thought he would be fair fair blue, blue check dave by the way now blue That's, check dave. he's uh he's blue check dave so kudos dave <laughs> <laughs> all right um on, on top of that too like we're just gonna go through the list of our entire experience right. so after the evan marshall thing and talking to white Sox dave uh we actually uh, without looking for him comes up to me right, right? tom paints comes up to me uh and first off yeah solid dude totally total class act. totally solid tom pates love his work yeah really good dude too Mm -hmm. uh and we're gonna bring up a story with him in a second too but i bought some work off of him uh seriously awesome awesome pricing awesome work follow him now if you don't already i think it's at tom underscore paints if i'm not but if you literally if look you up just, Tom Paints the White Sox, he's gonna be. Or I, I'm probably if you just search Tom, Tom Paints, Paints, it'll pop up. There's two words, yeah. He'll pop up, especially if you're on White Sox Twitter. Um, but you, you're most likely following him if you're listening to us. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, but we chilled at Sox Fest. We saw the Yoan dance moves. Um, Beautiful. Shout out also to Matt Nominson for mm. letting. So you got your reservation to the one over. Eight event after yes. party tom kayla my girlfriend got her reservation into the 108 after party i did not yeah and i was like out here low-key geeking out well your whole day was ruined by it apparently it was i it was literally on my mind like i didn't get it at 10 o'clock and then i was like oh great i gotta teach classes all afternoon this yeah. sucks yeah um the but, only thing you're thinking the whole time is like 
Tommy and Kayla are going to be at the after party. No, Kayla wasn't going to go. It was going to be you. It was literally just going to be you. And then you were like, I'm not going. I don't know anybody, which you still would have had a bomb-ass time, even if I wasn't there. If I had gone to SoxFest beforehand, I was nervous. I had never met these people. Right. They were all nerds. I didn't know. We're the real nerds. (laughs) Let's be real. That's true. Um, (laughs) Actually, they're bigger nerds than us, but we'll leave it at that. I won't name names. Um, White Sox. But... No, <laughs> um, but the the event was uh, got in. Luckily, thank you to Matt Nominson, the hot dog king, uh, for seriously the hot dog king. <laughs> what is that? Kind of reminds me saying king that reminds of me of the uh, the line from Ferris Bueller, uh, mm. Abe Froman, the sausage king of Chicago. Oh my god, <laughs> Matt Nominson, the, the hot, hot dog, dog king, king of, of Chicago. Chicago. Yes. <laughs> You just need to change the Twitter name, and we're good. I love that. Um, but getting to Reggie's was an experience, Reggie's. too. Oh, my God. So we walk out of the convention center, Tom. We were planning on walking there. Yes. The It was, what, like a block and a half? Well, it's three a Three blocks, whatever. It's like three or four blocks. It, it was doable. It was a doable Very walk. Very doable. And then I, like, turn to my left, and I see, like, this literally the sketchiest school bus i've seen in my entire life i love life. the reggie's bus and then we just step up and it says reggie's bus right across the front of it and we're like oh life life saver god sent so yeah, well, shout out to you. reggie's shout out to whoever was in charge of that event and coordinated that for us yeah, so free, free shuttle from uh white Sox, like Sox fest to the reggie's bar exactly it's dope most definitely worth the tip yes. um now, Reggie's, amazing time, right, Tom? Yeah. I, I never, you didn't even answer my question yet. So, Socks Fest on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate it? And then Reggie's after party on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate it? Socks Fest itself, I'd give it like a seven and a half. Yeah. Out of ten. Totally fair. It was fun. It was cool. It wouldn't have been as cool if I didn't like get to meet a bunch of cool people though. Exactly. Um. So. That's where I'm at on that. But sure. Reggie's, dude, 10 out of 10. That was like 11 out of 10 for me. <laughs> it I had a was, bomb ass time. It was fun as hell. Oh my God, Herb Lawrence is the fucking king. Uh, like, Herb what? Lawrence, number one, is a dog. Yeah. He's amazing. Um, Herb, I don't know if you're listening to this. I know, I mean, he shouted us out literally at the end of the freaking, yeah. like, he was like, but go even, listen to Sons of Honor. Even before that, he was just, like, the chillest. Like, Seriously. Making friends just with everybody, just down to Buying earth, like, drinks for look, people, too. Amazing. if I worked Amazing. for 670 The Score as the executive producer, I'd be like, you don't get to talk to me, okay? Like, right. And he was just like, no, 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 no. Everybody come here. We're all getting drinks. We're all doing this together. Yep. MF these guys. MF those guys. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, though, him and, uh, you know, I would expect it a little bit out of him just because of the things I've seen posted on Twitter. Yeah. But even hearing Lawrence Holmes, Lawrence Holmes. like, <laughs> cursing on stage, uh, amazing. That was so funny. Um, but we met some amazing people there, Tom. Yeah. Uh, people that were even new to me. Um, I had met a handful of people that were there. Um, the 108 guys, uh, the ONTAP sports guys. Yeah. Um, Good Austin, Austin, uh, I'm gonna Zick. Zick. Thank you. I, I just I want to pronounce it with a D every time, but the D is silent. Austin Zick. Austin Dickhead. Austin Dickhead. Zickhead. <laughs> um, but we met uh, some new people as well. Yeah. 
uh, we met the Sams. So Sam yeah, Mendelson yeah, yeah, yeah. and the other Sam, a.k.a. Mansu Lee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> amazing. Um, he was like, every time somebody walked up to him, he was like, ah, I'm Mansu Lee, but I'm, I'm actually Sam in real life. It was, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Imagine that. Like, I was like, yeah, of course, um, you have a real name. Like. Seriously, though. Uh, <laughs> met Sockside Pride. Um, yeah, I'm trying to cool. think. Yeah, a bunch of people, especially like one person I didn't expect to see there, and I'm glad I did see there is uh, Janice. Yeah, at Baller Librarian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dope. I didn't realize too that she lived in the city because she's always posting stuff about being in Milwaukee and loving mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize she's in the city, which is super cool. We're really hoping that you know, I'm hoping that we get to see her at a game too this year. Definitely, It'd be dope. Def- well, we might have to go to a Brewers game for that, but either way. Fair. <laughs> but, yeah, amazing time. Um, drinks, shots as well. Well, shots courtesy of Herb Lawrence and courtesy Herb Lawrence. of Beef Loaf. Beef Loaf. Didn't he buy shots for the – no, that was that – was, I'm mixing up. Yeah. Imagine that. So I'm Herb mixing Lawrence up the amount like of that. shots I got that night. <laughs> <laughs> Truly <laughs> one awaiting, right? Yes. To uh, the max. But – I know Tom? her bought us the one thing. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Tom Paints. This is where he really came in the clutch. Not only did he buy us a shot, but he bought us our favorite shot. Malort. Jepson's Malort. The Jepson's finest. Finest Swedish liqueur. Please sponsor us. Malort. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Austin bought us uh, a shot of uh, J-Mo. J-Mo which he was like, solid. He was like, Malort's garbage. He was like, Don't drink that. <laughs> Like, he was like, what's wrong with that guy? We have to have, and a, we like, have, to have a real shot. J-Mo. He's <laughs> like, dude, Malort has my heart. You cannot change my mind, but I will not say no to a shot with you, man. Bingo. <laughs> so true. But that was seriously such a good-ass time. Yeah. Um, and then getting Mexican food afterward, too. Just hit the spot. But I had oh, yeah. S- were you hungover the next morning? Low-key? No. Good for you. I Did you drink? Oh, it's I probably because of all that water you drank yeah. at Soxfest. Fest. Drinking my entire water, water bottle. <laughs> I drank your whole Nalgene at, at Soxfest. I drank a couple glasses of water while I was actually at the bar. Yeah, I did not then, drink any water at the bar no. either. Yeah. Well, I, you know me. Bush Light I, I have is no, close. I have but. zero problem peeing like every 20 minutes. Oh, jeez. So. <laughs> I woke up pretty hungover. I am not going to lie. Dude, it's all about hydration. Hydration is key. Well, you know the best way to cure a hangover, right? Drink water. Keep drinking the next morning. You <laughs> but that's what you did. <laughs> it is, is what I, you did. Exactly. So I'll talk briefly about Saturday, too. Obviously, woke up hungover. But walk into Sox Fest, and I check out the schedule. And I had a couple things that I was hoping to get to. Um, the biggest thing was, like, really want to meet Tyler Johnson. There's a couple opportunities yeah, in there like the, to meet the Tyler major Johnson. Like check you have to bar- the right. box you have to check whatever. since he was our first ever player that we've in the organization that we've interviewed first and only, only. like Kayla and I had our Sons of Honarchy T-shirts on so going up to him like hey it's Tyler it's Steve like we interviewed he's like yeah of course I remember you man like how's I was it going? gonna say like what like, do you say awesome who like- All right. <laughs> <laughs> but that was really cool. Got a picture with him. He signed on. Yeah. He signed on a son's koozie for me, which is so cool. Um, but yeah, I got Jonathan Stevers autograph on a son's koozie too later in the day. Baller. And once again, Jonathan, we're gonna be reaching out to you. Yeah. So um, you gotta come on the pod, man. True. Tyler's been on the pod, 
and we, it, it, yes, seriously though. So I handed him a business card too. So hopefully he's. <laughs> We're so professional. <laughs> so professional with our like hilarious looking faces on our business card. <laughs> yeah, you. I cannot wait to get rid of the rest of those. I cannot wait to get rid of the rest of those. But all in all, Soxfest was solid. Mm-hmm. But I just like last year. I snuck into Soxfest last year. But so the scary. highlight the highlight was by far the after party. The yeah. after party is just such a good ass time. Yeah. So no regrets that you went, right? No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, shout out to all of those people that we mentioned, as well as all of the ones that, you know, we've met we met close in passing. Yeah. Ran into people. Um we a ran lot into of like I wanna say like a hundred people, like at least. People that we knew or that knew us. Yeah. I mean, I would say it was pretty close to that if, you know, if I count Saturday, too. Because everybody showed out for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was what was cool about this Sox Fest is that everybody showed out for it. Seriously, though. Anyway. um, So big props to Sox Twitter for showing up to the after party and to Sox Fest. You would think we'd be congratulating the White Sox on a great Sox Fest, but honestly, they did like Sox Fest was like meh. I really hope that they fix some things. Sox Twitter was fire, though. Sox Twitter coming in strong. Yeah. All right. project or idea that you want to be seen by as many people as possible mm-hmm. do you provide the service but go underappreciated when you put yourself out there on social media yep do you want sleek impeccable presentation but lack the know-how or resources if you answered yes to any of these get in touch with dbc brand with your choice of three solid tiers of social media marketing plans you get access to professional social media content curation email marketing blog posting, live video and photography sessions, and more. Find out more by visiting dbcbrand.com and give your business the creative touch and the spotlight it deserves. DBC, digital Digital by creatives. Hey! So every once in a while, we take time to uh, not interrupt each other, believe it or not, which is usually what we do. Uh, But because we're not interrupting each other, it's a special time on the mic. Uh, I'm actually going to even turn off Steve's mic just in case. Um, (laughs) But... it's, it's our time to be uninterrupted, and we call it the Minoso Minute. We try to keep it short and sweet, and we talk about something that is on our minds in the game right now. Uh, so for me, I want to talk about this shaming the bandwagon that's been going on um, and what it means to me. You know, uh, I'm with the 108 on this uh, in terms of, you know, welcome the bandwagon. Like, bring it on. We've been waiting for the bandwagon. I want the bandwagon. I hope the bandwagon's bigger than any bandwagon that ever came before. I hope the bandwagon's bigger than the Blackhawks bandwagon, which is enormous. So I 
honestly couldn't care less how long you've been a fan as long as you're wearing a Sox jersey and you're at the game and you're screaming your head off, I'm happy. So all of you guys out here who are saying bandwagon fans aren't real fans, you know what? They paid for their ticket too. So that's my Minoso Minute. I seriously love that you brought that up, Tom. Because that used to be my pinned tweet for a long time. Unpopular, oh, unpopular opinion. Bring on the bandwagon if it means the Sox are winning a World Series. Now, my Minoso Minute. You didn't turn my mic off, idiot. Now I can talk. Now you're off. <laughs> now, my Minoso Minute is centered around Cuban and Dominican contracts. Now, this is a very touchy subject, but something... As we were talking last podcast, we talked about how Eloy Jimenez got a deal. Luis Robert got a deal. Nick Madrigal does not have a deal. And a lot of that has to deal with taking the money when you've never seen that kind of money before. And this is a I'm not going to take a side on this issue today. I'm going to let people kind of mull it over in their heads. But think of it this way. Players like Robert. Acuna, Albies, okay? You've got a lot of players here that are going to take a short or long-term deal with a lot of or a good amount of guaranteed money. And the reason why they're taking that guaranteed money is because of where they're coming from, the kind of upbringing they have, and just knowing that you are going to be set for life. I don't necessarily knock them at all. Because they are literally going to be set for life if it's guaranteed money. However, it's also the responsibility of Major League Baseball and owners to not manipulate foreign-born players because of their upbringing and the opportunities that they have not had in the past. I'll leave it there. Team Yang Gang, thousand dollars. Are you are you part of the Yang Gang, Tom? Hell yeah, dude! I'll take a thousand dollars. You know what I'll do with that? A thousand dollars. What is that part of his campaign? Yeah, promise? his campaign promise is going to give Christ. us a thousand dollars. Speaking of giveaways, Tom, we uh, have a quick <laughs> giveaway here. Uh, we posted on our Twitter page uh, a a few things that were being handed out at Soxfest, including our own mm -hmm. beautiful Sons of Honarchy koozies. Yes, um, they're gorgeous. Now, just so people don't think this is rigged, Tom, you can tell them what's in front of you right now. Well, you're shaking the bag into the mic. I'm sure they can hear it. There's a bag of names that you're meticulously mixing. Oh, you left two You left two no, names in the I'm getting in, there, Tom. You got to put them in the hat. But what I'm going to have happen, just so people don't think this is Yo, rigged. Yo, what about this guy? You are going to be the one that pulls the name. Oh, I get to pull the you name. You get to pull the name. All right. Now, there are also people in here, such as your wife. Um, oh, so if please I don't. pull her name. I swear to God, if you do, this is going to be crazy. So here we go. <laughs> Tom's going to pull the name for the raffle. And what do we have, Tom? Wait, what Ooh. are we raffling? So we're giving away a Sons of Honarchy koozie. We're giving away Ooh. a change the game flag that was given away Ooh. at Soxfest. Great and advertising campaign, by the way. And a business card, Sons of Honor business card. Which is and the best business card in the world. Indeed. Oh, God. And um, 
also a Xfinity White Sox pennant as a part of that. You could have just said White Sox well. pennant. I'm just being honest here. It's got a <laughs> tiny little Xfinity logo on top of it. So they were giving them away for free. So Tom, who's winning? Who's winning? You're, oh, you're, I gonna, pull, you're, yeah, you're yeah. pulling the name. You're pulling the name. And then yeah, do you want to read it off good. too? It's something good. Who do we got here? It's Soxwiz. Hey, congrats, my guy. We'll be uh, sending that in the DMs shortly to get your address to ship out to. Congrats. Let's hop right into this. We were talking earlier about where are these teams' strengths and weaknesses? What are the strengths and weaknesses of this 2020 White Sox ball club? And obviously, last episode we brought up, we've got a gap at second base. We're unsure about right field. Yeah. Starting pitching is eh. But I want to play a little ranking game here. Yeah. So from weakest to strongest, we're going to talk about, we're going to categorize this into five categories. Bullpen. Starting pitching, batting, defense, and last but not least, coaching. So, so we're going to have to rank it one through five. One through five. Bullpen, starting pitching, batting, defense, coaching. Yeah. Let's say one is the top and five is the lowest. All right. So what's your five, Tom? We'll start with five. Oof. Okay. So what is the weakest point of all of those mentioned right there for you with the White Sox starting lineup? So... It's hard to pick what's the weakest right now. So, screw you. I'm going to go from the top. Uh, okay. Batting is definitely the strongest. Number one batting is, is the strongest is our, point. Okay. Yes. Because we've got we've added a lot of bats and we've got help coming. You know what I mean? Like help coming as in Luis Robert and Nick Madrigal. Okay. I mean Robert, Robert. is um <laughs> Got to got to roll that R. You got to roll that R. Shout out to Buzz. On tap. Um, and um, I guess it's the, the silent like T at the end. Robert. Robert. It's like almost like robber. But anyway. Robert. So Luis or Robert, who's already up. And but but Madrigal. this is what I'm saying is like these are bats that we've added, you know. Yeah. And then you have to think about Edwin Encarnacion, Yasmani Grandal. And Nomar Mazzara. Correct. All of them are pluses, and we weren't bad at run production last year. So from there— Not bad, but not good yeah, either. No, we were middle of the pack at best. But the fact that we've added all it's those— like, Well, we're third. And we've got—I said middle of the pack at best, so screw off. And that's going to be our strongest suit. Okay. From there, uh, I think it's fair to say bullpen— is next okay. bullpen um, depth looks pretty good with the addition of Steve Ciszek, mm-hmm. Uh and we've got Evan Marshall and Alex Colomay. All of them can pitch ninth innings if we need them to. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jimmy Cordero. True. Don't don't forget about Jimmy Biceps, man. <laughs> I fucking and love that. Flex on him. I love that you bring up Ciszek too. Did you see on White Sox Twitter for I think it was My Sox Summer? It was mm. at the pre. Sox Fest event that season ticket holders can go to. Mm. Uh, C-Shack signed something for him, and it said, FIP sucks. 
Steve Ciszek <laughs> with his signature. Amazing. I am so happy that Ciszek did that. Yes. Because his ERA numbers are phenomenal. It's his FIP numbers that Low are key, not great. Our goddamn... <laughs> our bullpen is going to be the funniest people like in the damn organization. That might be true. Yo. Especially with Yomer gone, the bullpen might yeah! be pulling in with the humor here. All right, I I may be the biggest fan of the bullpen starting now. Um, <laughs> which think about that for a second. You can say as a White Sox fan you like your bullpen. Excuse me. It's been a long time. Excuse? I mean, they were so they were solid last year. They were. They were very solid last year. Unexpectedly but, solid. Yep. And I'm gonna talk more about that in a second when I do my ranking of one through five. But continue okay, so with my one, two. Three, four, five is where it gets hazy. Okay. So this is – I think it gets interchangeable at this point. Um, oh, I missed it. So, okay, so I said one and two are um, batting bullpen. Yeah. My bad. Uh, number one is it? defense. Um, definitely got the best defense in the league. We've got now you're being sarcastic. <laughs> We've got and you can't even say with a straight face across from me. with at shortstop, who's the best shortstop in the league. We've got oh, you know what? Maybe all we need is uh, Josh Donaldson with his gold glove. Well, right? <laughs> he does have a gold glove potentially, and you know all we need is a li- Palka to make a rebound in so right field. So continue with your list before you drive me insane. <laughs> so actual uh, list back at the top is. Batting, second, bullpen, third, starting pitching. I think with the additions that we've made, it has the potential. Wait, batting second? I thought you said batting first. I don't know. I'm Batting first, bullpen second. A lot of vodka already, all right? <laughs> so we batting first, bullpen second. There we go. And starting pitching, starting pitching is third. It would have been way lower had it not been for these additions, but obviously the additions yeah. that we all know about. <laughs> it would have been clearly Michael, number five yeah. if it weren't for – Geo and Kite. I always think about uh, Shy Sox Hayes's um, blog, blog yeah. that like listed the bulb, the uh, starting pitching depth, which had is- <laughs> at one point before the Keuchel and Geo. Uh, Geo Gonzalez signings. I think he had Kyle Kubat. At, <laughs> at number fi- at five, five in the five slot, and I was like, "Oh Christ, please save us!" Yeah, uh, well, that was real. That was real for a second. So your three is starting pitching, and then four. Uh, I'm gonna go with coaching. Okay. Uh, I think Frank Menachino does make a difference, and yeah, the only reason why I th- I would leave it this low is because we have strengths in other departments and. Honestly, our coaching is just simply unproven. You know, Menachino has completely never been – well, he was in the major leagues with the Marlins, but mm-hmm. he's never, like, been on a winning ball club. Um, Renteria had never been on a winning ball club for more than three days. Uh, what else? You know, like, Cooper is old, old, old. It's, like, his choice whether or not he's going to be, you know, back on top, but he's been part of a losing – uh, White Sox rotation for a long time, so it's like redemption time for him. You know, it's it's all prove it, guys. You know, it's mm-hmm. all prove it, guys. So, um, anyway, uh, okay. last is defense. Even though I it was I on record horrendous. last podcast saying that we're probably fine because we have <laughs> center field and catcher figured out. Uh, so. <laughs> 
And third base. I didn't even mention third base is fine. Third base is fine. Third base you is positive correct. fielding war. Catcher, positive fielding war. Mm -hmm. Center field, plus Future. plus fielding yes. war. And shortstop, best shortstop in the league, Tim oh, Anderson. Let's go, so baby. Hey, like I said, what – what was, that, what was that question that I wanted to post to Tim on Twitter, and you said I couldn't? Yeah, you can't fucking call him out like that. That's bogus. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I wanted to ask him if he wanted to improve, if he was planning to improve his defense. You weren't going to say it on Twitter, though. You were going to say it at SoxFest to his damn face. No, I was not going to say you, it at SoxFest to his damn face. I literally, you were shouting at him, like, fix your fielding while well, he was, was sitting like, on stage I think receiving it was like the Rod Carew Award. It was like he something He was having that a moment was... of glory, and you were trying to spoil it with your, like, <laughs> meatball yelling. That is not, oh, whatever. <laughs> All right, let me go through my list. May I have my moment? You may have your Okay, moment. I'm going to go from bottom to top now. Five is definitely defense outside of Robert, Robert. outside of Grandal, and Moncada. Defense is horrendous. Luis Robert. Um, Madrigal will be a nice plug at second. Uh, Adam Angle, you forgot our defense. But here's what I'm Adam worried Angle. about: something that's still in my brain, and something that the shout out to the ONTAP Sports guys for bringing this up. Thinking about Eloy in left field, yeah, and him saying "fuck that," literally his words, yeah, were saying that "fuck DH. that" to DH is a scary, scary thought to me because Edwin Encarnacion is not the DH of the future. He's old. He hey, is not going to be there very long. There have been players that played it in their forties. <laughs> that is true. So and the White Sox have <laughs> have had a record. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> they have had a record of actually two pretty successful older dhs and frank thomas uh even though he kind of fizzled toward the end of his career and went elsewhere got a ring and uh jim tome yep um but i i really do see a boy as a future dh i don't his defense is awful well we could project it at this point in time his youth is on his side and, and he it's can, not gonna get better from here. That's if you the ask thing. Me. But that's the maybe thing. he'll get smarter in like his angles to the ball or his angles to the bar ball. Hilarious. <laughs> um, that was with an e, right? Angles. Yes. Yeah. Just making sure. <laughs> um, he might get smarter there. He might quit screwing around in the outfield. Flying leg kick into the wall. Well, that no, on yeah, top of like just being you know, distracted and like being laughing distracted at and jokes from the crowd. Screwing around and pointing at fans and not paying attention. Honestly, first-hand witness here. I would rather him do that and then just like shade him all the way into the corner. It just So that being said, let him just be okay, a cheerleader in left field. Defense is my 5 and I I pray to God that Aloy comes around to becoming a DH because if he becomes a DH and really focuses in on that bat, he's an easily 500 home run guy in his career um which is 127 more than larry walker ever hit so uh, uh, we're gonna pump the brakes <laughs> there shorter career and he was a way more than just a home run guy now <laughs> jesus my four is actually gonna go to starting pitching um interesting giolito here's the thing and so it you're goes saying don cooper is better than listen michael kopech Listen, that's what you're telling there's me. There's so much unproven talent when it comes to the future 
and there's so many question marks that come with the free agent signings, okay? If Giolito pitches as well as he did last year, amazing. That's great. Ace Giolito, right? But remember this conversation. Ace Gelato. Indeed. Remember this conversation that we had last week. We were all high on Lopez, and we were all low on Giolito at this point last year. Who knows? The tables could turn again. Who knows? Maybe both of them have an off year. I really pray not, but it could happen. If that happens, we have the savior, Carlos Rodon, (laughs) on his way. He's not even ready until the All-Star break. So you've got that issue. You've got Kopech, who is still getting through an injury and getting through mental health issues, right? Which, kudos to him. By the way, off topic, kudos to him for, you know, talking through that. Being up front, like, transparent all the way top to bottom. But... And then uh, with that, too, Cease is still unproven. You've got uh, Dallas Keuchel, who can be very hit or miss. He's a very high ground ball pitcher, but he's a very low strikeout pitcher, which I know fits Don Cooper's pedigree very well. Outs is outs, baby. But it also leaves you with, okay, how how is he going to manage that in a very heavy-hitting AL. Yeah, it's not the NL anymore. I mean, he was in the AL when he got his Cy Young, though. He was, but it's become even more, like, bash-heavy since then, if you ask me. I mean, Mm. the Red Sox, the Yankees, the the Astros, the A's, Why didn't you say the the Twins twins first? And I'm going there. Yeah, and the Twins in your own division. And Cleveland isn't terrible hitting by himself, Especially with their All-Stars. So... 30 home runs Starting pitching is my four. Coaching is my three. And the reason why coaching gets bumped up to my three is I think Don Cooper has – first off, I I don't know what it is with the Cooper effect and bullpens and especially like all-stars who have off years and then come back and have amazing years. Riddle me this. Oh, no. Kelvin Herrera is going You're to be going to jinx out it. this year. You're going to jinx it. I'm not going to jinx it. it. He's going to have an amazing year this year. Uh, I'm just calling it right dude, now. You just ruined it. it. He was going to until you said that. Knock on wood. That's okay. fake wood. All right. I'm going to find some real wood to knock on. There we go. That's inappropriate. No, I, I did not. Anyway. <laughs> you took it there. Not me. So I'm telling you. Don Cooper's got his way with doing that, and Why he's got a stronger. He's got then? a stronger starting rotation to work with. Yeah. The strongest starting rotation he's had to work with in a long time. 06 was probably the last time. I'd probably I'd go 08, but even yeah. there, um, it's been over a decade. Uh, and on top of that, Menachino, amazing addition. Yeah. Probably. Really fits, this is the uh, thing. It's true. Probably. It is, it is a question we mark. We don't know. But if you think about his pedigree and who he's developed, awesome. I like how you're talking about Keiko as a question and, mark, and then Menachino is like a guaranteed six-war coach for you. It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, Steve, whatever. whatever. And here's the thing. At this point, especially, here's this year is Ricky's year to prove it, if he's the, if he's the man for the job. Dude, I agree. And... I think he's going to rise to the occasion once again. I mean, his goatee is still good. So, to my two spot goes to – 
where was I at? My two spot goes to the batting, actually. Because mm. I think, Interesting. once again, and I said this on the last episode, young talent has to prove itself. Luis Robert. Robert. Huge. If he has an offseason, the back half of your lineup is going to be tough. Well, he's currently in – He Nick is guaranteed to have an offseason because he's currently in the offseason right now. So, You know what I meant. <laughs> Quit being a smartass. <laughs> if he has a rough season – it's not going to look pretty for the back half of the lineup. Yeah. If Nomar Mazara produces the way he has in the past, it's going to be ho the hum. back half of the lineup is going to yeah. be ho hum. On top of that, Madrigal, right? They're going. The rookies are going Slappy to have growing, Slapperson. The growing pains are going to have to happen, and this is the year I think for it to happen. It's mm. nice that you added Grandal. It's nice that you added Encarnacion. They're proven talents, but it's still the two spot for me because. Of the bullpen, the bullpen was the, a solid point Damn. last year, and I really think that these guys who Dude. did do well last year are going to come back strong. And on top of that, you've got Cishek, you've got I I really do believe in Kelvin Herrera having a stronger year, especially since it's a contract year. I'm going to leave it there. I, I you were the guy who told me I was high for trusting Alex Colome all of last year, and now you're coming in saying that the bullpen Colome is actually going to be one of the weaker points, if you ask me. He's going to be vying for his spot as closer, but— I 100% agree with that. I don't think he— it's By the not, end of the year, I can almost see him not being the closer. I, But you can't say that he's not the closer right now. No, he most definitely is the closer right now. And that's what I mean. So— I just don't know where you came from and from that time, like middle of last season where you're like, Calvin Herrera's garbage. Alex Colomay's not even good. Look at his FIP. And now you're like, bullpen's the strongest part of the team. Everybody get on the bandwagon. Like, I don't know, man. I'm excited. I'm really excited to see what the bullpen's going to do. You're out here flip-flopping, and I don't know how I feel and about it. And they have an offense that's going to back them up this year, too. That's true. They have more offensive power, which will, I think will give a little bit more confidence. Levity. The bullpen had a lot of pressure on them last year and still produced very well. Did you, did you hear that vocab? It will give them levity? That's, that's good vocab. Go, go Google that. I'm so done with you. <laughs> <laughs> No problem with drinking. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about? Wrap it up? We're up. wrapping it up. Okay. So, final uh, thoughts, Tom. Uh, final thoughts. Um, this bullpen is going to take us all the way to the World Series. Um, I always look to you for <laughs> eternal, optimism. eternal optimism and hope. Alex Colomay is going to be a good pitcher. He'll be okay. He'll be okay. Wait, is that a My Chemical Romance? That is a My Chemical Romance reference. I am so pumped. The MCR reunion is here. I am pumped. They're coming to Riot Fest. I know we have listeners that go to Riot Fest. We were so close. I hope that you will be jumping up and down to Black Parade songs and three cheers for Sweet Revenge songs with me. We're so close. We're so close to not getting an MCR reference in there, but I had to. Sorry. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> we almost made it. We almost made it. That's okay. We're uh, going to roll out a My Chemical Romance podcast after <laughs> starting next week. <laughs> Starring me and Tommy just sitting in the background with nothing to say. Just weeping. Uh, so, final thoughts on the White Sox. On the White Sox. Ah, yes. For me. Oh. Because you already shared yours. Yeah. Alex Colomay, the, Alex Colomay, the GOAT. I mean, we've got the Southside Hitmen 2.0 Amen to in that. town. Super pumped. I'm telling you, man, bullpen is going to be really, really good. And starting pitching, I'm telling you, once, especially once we get Kopech and Rodon back, it's it's going to be big to get them back and healthy and pitching well because Gio Gonzalez will not pitch over 100 innings this year. We're okay with 100 innings, though. That I'm okay with that. would be great if he pitched 100 innings this year. If he's the spot starter and a long reliever, worse things could happen. True. I really think this team is one move away, and I'm going to blog about that later. Ooh, a blog tweet. Yeah, a, a blog tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Words need to- are hard for you today, Tom. <laughs> we need to get off the mic at this point. <laughs> you need to get off the mic. Yeah, you can stay. In particular. I- I'm going to get out of But I think they're one move away. I think they should spend that money now. I think that they shouldn't wait. I think they should call Madrigal up and he should start opening day. The time to win. Here's the thing the time to win is now. I think he is ready to go more so than starting Leary at second. But you know what? We didn't mention the whole podcast. Yolmer Sanchez signed with who? Your second favorite team, the, the San, San Francisco, Francisco Giants. Giants. I my NL team. Almost called them the San Francisco Dodgers. <laughs> so maybe I should get off the mic, yeah, too. Yeah, that's, that's bogus. That's messed up. But what they really are is the San Francisco AAA affiliate of the rest of the major leagues. Because Honestly, they're though, garbage this criminy. year. Yaz Jr.'s junior. Yes, Dremski, the little yeah. SGFs, he's going to be good. But everybody else He'll is be like be the one shining spot of that entire team. Yes. He's he's an exciting player. Grateful that the White Sox are not in that position yes anymore. Yes bombs. We'll have yes bombs this yeah. year too. Yeah. More exciting ones too. Anyway, um, congrats to Yomer Sanchez on a major, well, on minor league contract. But I couldn't believe that he's been with the White Sox for 10 years. So, wow. thank you. Thanks for the memories, even though they weren't so great. No, not again. Not an MCR reference, <laughs> but a Fall Out Boy <laughs> reference. So I'll sneak that one in there. Tom, shall we? Rebuild or bust. In Han We Trust. Have a great one, everybody.